Welcome to Keep the Republic with Dr. Daniel Bobinski, editor of True Idaho News. Keep the Republic is brought to you by the Political Action Committee Conservatives of Picture Perfect Window Cleaning, Michael Hahn, Associate Broker with Silver Creek Realty Group, and thinkexodus.org. And now, here's Daniel. Well, hello and welcome to Keep the Republic. This is Dr. Daniel Bobinski. Thanks so much for tuning in. Next half an hour, I'll be talking about some of the issues facing Idaho with what it means to keep the republic. What I really mean by that is us standing firm, not letting the people weaponize government and act unconstitutionally to take away our rights. They think that they can. Somehow they have this idea that they can do it. But Recently, this past week, a U.S. attorney said, no, the city of Moscow acted unconstitutionally in arresting the people who were singing uh, outside the city hall in the parking lot, singing psalms and hymns. And uh, I was a huge victory for freedom. So we're going to be interviewing Mr. Gabriel Wrench, who is one of the people who was arrested that day. I'm going to play that interview for you. Before we do, I want to acknowledge some of our sponsors. Uh, first up is Think Exodus. Think Exodus is an online school with two different tracks. They have a fully accredited K-12 online school that's taught by experienced credential teachers, Christian values, no political agendas, no woke indoctrination, and you get full-time credit recovery. You get summer school options as well, flexible schedules. They also have a supplementary program if you are homeschooling right now and want some help. They have classes and it's only 20 bucks a month, and you can cancel any time. Go to thinkexodus.org. Check it out, thinkexodus.org. Also want to give thanks to Mr. Tom Lopak with Picture Perfect Window Cleaning. If you have a house, that means you have windows, and you want those windows to be clean so you can see outside. Beautiful spring day is coming. He's got a stellar reputation in the Valley. Picture Perfect Window Cleaning has been around for a long time. You can tell him when you call that you heard about this ad on True Idaho News, and you're going to save 10% off your bill. Tom Lopak is, again, the owner. You can reach him at 208-401-6265. That's 401-6265. You can also find him at windowcleaningboise.com. That's windowcleaningboise.com. And you can, again, tell them you heard about it on the True Idaho News Show. And you want 10% off, but he's going to give it to you. All right. As I said, the judge has found that the people who were arrested in Moscow this past, well, gosh, it was September of 2020. So it's been a while now. It's, isn't it just frustrating that it takes so long for justice to occur? And yet tyranny can occur in a stroke of a pen. And that's what happened. Our governor, Brad Little, unconstitutionally locked down the state. And he says that he didn't, yet we have headlines in the newspaper, Governor Little locked down the state. And then when he ran for re-election, he said, I didn't lock down the state. Well, that was a flat-out lie. He did. So I'm very much lost respect for him. I had a lot of respect for him at first. He was seemed to be you know, supporting conservative legislation. But then COVID hit, and he just took a turn to the left and started becoming, in my opinion, a marionette for the World Economic Forum through its agreements with the National Governors Association. You can read a lot about that stuff on my website, keeptherepublic.us. That's keeptherepublic.us. I've also written about it at True Idaho News. You can check it out there. 
But I spent some time this past week talking with Gabriel Ranch, who was one of the people arrested. And as I said, the judge came out and found that it was unconstitutional. <laughs> the city misinterpreted their own codes. So, you know, we're talking First Amendment stuff here. The First Amendment guarantees us freedom of religion, the right to free speech, freedom of the press, uh, the right to peaceably assemble, the right to petition our government for a redress of grievances. I also want to point out that the Constitution does not give us those rights. It simply protects those rights. The fact that you are a human being means God gave you those rights. The First Amendment simply says the government can't restrict those freedoms. So thankfully, we have a judge that saw the light, and we now have some people who are going to be winning some lawsuits against the city of Moscow. Let's go ahead now and listen to that interview with Gabriel Wrench. Well, joining me now is Gabriel Wrench from uh, the wonderful city of Moscow, Idaho, where, Gabriel, you were arrested back in 2020, September for, of all things, not wearing a mask in public. Shame. Yes. Yes. And it's actually not wearing a mask and not standing six feet apart from my friend, Tyler. While singing, while singing church music. See, you're such a criminal. Yeah. I wasn't holding a Molotov cocktail. (laughs) You know, it's interesting. I heard recently that the federal government is spending money to train left-wing organizations how far they can push it when they protest. They can push it up to so far, and if they cross a certain line, then they get arrested. So that they're yeah. t- teaching the left-wing organizations where they can and can't go. Kind of odd. Yeah. Well, I think I think one of the things you've seen in all this whole COVID pandemic is that the leftists uh, captured the universities. They captured our public school system. They captured a lot of the political offices. Not all of them. They've captured a lot. And now they've captured business, big tech. And so, I mean, we're... Uh, we are not in a situation where we shouldn't even be, be negotiating with leftists. My city is run by leftists. And there's, um, I was just talking about this with my friend, but I don't know how any other way to look at this, but we're in some sort of death match between leftists and conservatives. Uh, and then there's a bunch of people in the middle that are just wanting to live in America, work at their jobs, raise their families. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're, we're, there's a, there's a no holds bar death match that we're in and conservatives need to wake up and know that this isn't a negotiation, that this is a fight. Yeah. I think that's spot on. It's not a negotiation. And that unfortunately that's been the methodology that we've been accustomed to throughout the decades of our lives as we go, we negotiate and we give a little, we take a little and all the compromise that goes on in politics. But I think you've nailed it. They have people here who are going, no, I'm not going to negotiate. All of you who are constitutional loving people, we don't want you. You're an extremist. You need to be cast out. As a matter of fact, uh, if people go back and read Vladimir Lenin's paper of how they took over Russia in 1917, that's exactly what they did. They said that the time for talking was over. No more discussion from those that we don't agree with. Yeah, and Hitler actually kind of when he came into power, he assumed a, a new constitution. Uh, he, a, um, uh, he took over in, during a new constitution. He um, uh, and used the health emergency orders in Germany to gain more power. Interesting. So this is, this is a play that's already been run. Yeah. And, and the, the, 
our, the problem with our country is a lot of these health emergency orders that were written, they're 50, 60, 70 year old um, emergency health emergency orders that were written at the threat of nuclear war. Hmm. So all these emergency orders that the government used throughout the pandemic here in the state of Idaho and throughout the U S those were all kind of written under the guise of nuclear threat, nuclear war, and, and real emergencies, real health emergencies, real battles, real wars, not a flu. Right. Right. Well, that's kind of where I want to go with this because I saw in the uh, paper that you have been uh, a U.S. judge has come out and said that you should not have been arrested. I'm reading here uh, an article from, I believe it's uh, Christianity to the Christian Post. It says, Idaho City was wrong to arrest him singers at the outdoor worship gathering. And I just want to read the statement from the judge. This is Judge Morrison C. England Jr. He says the plaintiffs would have been you. Plaintiffs should never have been arrested in the first place. And the constitutionality of what the city thought its code said is irrelevant. Plaintiffs were wrongfully arrested. The city indisputably erred in interpreting its own code. The city consequently misadvised its officers as to the code's application. And yep. plaintiffs are so far reasonable in their damages requests. Yes. Congratulations, sir. Thank you. And that was, so I was arrested on September 23rd, 2020, as you, you alluded to already. And uh, the emergency orders that our, our mayor and our city council put into play uh, started July 2nd, 2020. And so every month they would go and, and vote them in and renew those emergency orders for another 30 days. And that health emergency order was basically while you're out in public, you either had to wear a mask or stand six feet apart out in the street, out of the park, out in public. That was the health emergency order. And, and then on, you know, July 30th, they would, they would meet again. They would vote. They'd extend it for another 30 days in August. They'd meet again, vote stand another days. And then of course, September is where they met on September 21st on Monday, September 21st. And they voted to extend it through January. So they finally did like this three month, you know, extension on it. And so my church had protested a couple of times. Uh, Black Lives Matter protested in July after they, enacted the order in July. And of course, no arrests were, were taken there. They were in downtown protesting. So my church, we started protesting, singing Psalms. That was how we protest. We go and sing Psalms and spiritual hymns and have a good time for 20 minutes and we leave. And, and so when they extended the order on September 21st, on Monday, my elders and my pastor was like, Hey, let's, let's go this time sing Psalms at city hall. And so we usually were downtown. We decided to go to city hall. We went to city hall. We'd go after after work. So we'd all meet like five o'clock. There's probably 200 uh, husbands, wives, kids, children, community members out there, not just from my church, mostly from my church, not, not all. And when we walked up, if you remember uh, when we walked up into that parking lot, uh, the mayor had paid city staff to spray paint circles six feet apart in the parking lot. As so I walked up, I remember five o'clock after work, I remember walking up and seeing all these polka dots is what it looked like everywhere. And you're like, what is that? And then I looked up, I saw the cops there. They had never been to one of our protests um, or they had never been into one of our protests like that. Uh, and then I look at all these polka dots on the floor. I was like, oh, they want to objectively see that we aren't standing six feet apart. That's what those circles were there for. Hmm. And so we gather, we start singing. And as soon as we start singing, the, or my arresting officer, uh, officer, Will Crisalt, um, he walked up to my mom first, like a total coward walked up to my mom first. That, that kind of, that bothered me. I was like, Oh, you're going to talk to my mom first. You're going to talk to a woman and you're not going to approach him. I was standing right next to mom. 
but he walked up to mom first and he asked my mom, uh, are you with this man? And she said, he's my son. And you know how the arbitrary COVID protocols work that apparently family members aren't a threat to COVID to one another. They can stand six feet close without wearing masks. That's fine. I put my arm around my, my buddy, Tyler. And I said, this is my friend, Tyler. So I immediately wasn't going to play that game. And the cop, you nailed it. The arbitrary, totally arbitrary. Yeah. Standing next to Tyler wrong COVID threat standing next to my mom, not a COVID threat, whatever. And the arresting officer asked for my driver's license. And I just responded and said, officer, I am uh, exercising my constitutional rights. You swore an oath to defend my constitutional rights against domestic enemies. (laughs) And I'm not giving you my driver's license. So we went back and forth with that kind of conversation for about four times. And he said, I'm asking you one more time, uh, give me your license. And I said, officer, you're wrong. And you're breaking your oath. And he proceeded the craziest thing you go back and watch the video in 2020 the craziest thing about all this is he had to take my hymn book out of my hand to arrest me to cuff me and i just don't know what any officer is thinking to do that to a citizen what kind of what what kind of mindset do you have to have as a cop and with your chief of police standing right behind you to take a citizen's hymn book from his hands to, and handcuff him uh, because he's singing psalms in the public, out in the street, out in the parking lot, excuse me. So, I, I, you know, and, the, and the one, one of the things that we were doing in that moment, too, is we were exercising our freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to petition, freedom to gather. We, like, embodied the whole First Amendment. And they arrested me, took me off. I went to jail that night. I got out. My Our sheriff, Sheriff Richie Skiles, is a fantastic sheriff. Um, he uh, told them, get that, get that guy out of my jail. I didn't have to pay bond or anything. He just got me out as fast as fast as he could as a sheriff. Hmm. And so that was fantastic. Um, as opposed to the chief of police who rest, who arrested me, it was watching the arrest the whole time. And, and, but what was crazy about all this, our, my, the former mayor, Bill Lambert, he's no longer mayor anymore. He retired. Uh, he's like Gavin Newsom just a month ago in September, at the beginning of September, he was officiating a wedding out in public, outside, people all around, city council members were there, not wearing a face mask, not standing six feet apart, just three three weeks before. So three weeks before you were arrested for not wearing a mask in public, he was officiating a wedding with yeah. city council members also not wearing yeah. a mask in public. They don't believe, they don't believe masking works. They don't believe social distancing works. They weren't doing it. They don't care. They just got um, all the fear that got drummed up came into their little tyrannical minds and they grabbed at power. They made tons. Our city council members made tons of money from the pandemic. You can look it up. You can look up their LLCs. You can look up their names. You can look up their businesses and how much money they brought in from the pandemic. One world coffee shop brought in money. Art Bedke, our current mayor, brought in money from the pandemic. They all made out. They had massive incentive to do what they did. You said Art Bedke. Is he related to our current lieutenant governor? No, no. Separate. Okay. Just curious. Same yeah. thing. You, you would think. There's similarities there. Um, and, and so they all made out. And even this, the, the mayor shut down, go back six months, March 2020. Um, the mayor, Bill Lambert at the time, him and the city council voted to shut down all the businesses in downtown. We didn't have one coronavirus case in the community, not one. And they shut down all downtown. Their shutdown didn't work. Coronavirus still came. 
duh, shutdown didn't work. Coronavirus still comes. And, and he shut down. That was May 20th. Within like that week or two, he drove out to um, uh, just outside of city limits to Elks Lodge golf course and was drinking beer and playing golf with his buddy, not staying six feet apart, uh, you know, giving his money over to a business that wasn't shut down. He couldn't shut it down. He didn't have the authority to shut down because outside of um, he's literally three or four miles outside of the city limits. Hmm. That was it in Latah County. And he's out there drinking beer, playing golf with his buddies while my friends can't operate their business in downtown. While my friends can't provide for their families, he went and basically, uh, you know, went and served and went and did, you know, played golf, didn't social distance, didn't wear a mask at a business that he couldn't shut down. Well, this is kind of another thing I want to talk about. And that is, does a mayor have the right to mandate people wear masks. This is a, it's not a law. Enforcing a law and enforcing a rule, can can one be arrested for not following a rule? We had down here in the Valley, in uh, Treasure Valley, uh, Sarah Brady was arrested yeah. uh, outside that playground, right on the playground. Yeah. She was standing in a perfectly legal place to stand. She wasn't on the place that was quote unquote off limits. Mm-hmm. And she broke no laws, and yet she was arrested. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, the the current attorney general, uh, Raul Labrador, has dismissed the case. Yeah. But here, the former attorney general is playing playing the game along with yeah. the current governor about you know the power trips. So like you're talking about, you got the mayor playing the power trips, you got the governor playing power trips. That question, I think, it needs to be addressed nationwide. Do yeah. mayors and governors have the rights to enact these these rules and have people arrested for rules that are not enacted by a legislature. Uh, there's, a, I think, a couple issues there. Um, one is we've created a culture where bureaucracies can make rules um, uh, at, the, at the state level, and we think that we think they apply. So we kind of have, we, think. we have this. Yeah, we have this civic civic ignorance uh, to our population, and that's coming largely from the public schools. They're training us in this ignorance. Uh, um, and related to that, uh, you know, Governor Little actually has did not have the authority to shut down the state like he did. The only authority he had under this broad umbrella of public health emergency orders, you can read you can read the the law itself. It says the governor can only uh, quarantine and isolate the vulnerable and sick. Instead, he quarantined the whole state. Well, I looked up those definitions. Yeah. Because quarantine is somebody who's already sick or has been exposed immediately to somebody who is sick. What he did was he placed the entire center under house arrest. That's right. That's right. So so he didn't have any of the authority to do what he did. And then, uh, you know, our our mayor and city council had the hubris to think that they could suspend the Constitution. That's really what they thought they could do, which is unbelievable hubris and economic uh, and civic ignorance. And, and so when they, uh, the, one of the beautiful things about my, okay, so I won my criminal complaint against me in January, 2021. And then I turned around and sued, um, my city and all the actors involved for violating my first and fourth amendment rights, which, and, and we just had a great victory last week. So the judge ruled in our favor that you read at the very beginning of the show. And one of the things that is why this is such a big victory, not just for us locally, but for nationwide is because it reminds everybody that our first amendment rights can't be taken away by a fearful mayor and city council. Like and it's the judge out of ignorance, out, out of 
out of fear, out of ignorance, out of tyrannical little desires in their hearts. I don't know. But I think one of the reasons why this is so egregious is because I was a political opponent in 2020. I was running for a county commissioner uh, and none of them voted for me. They're all against me. They're all fighting me. None of them voted for me. They targeted a political candidate in 2020. In addition to that, they targeted and discriminated for my religious beliefs, hmm. First Amendment rights. And I've been, it, it, the history of, of my church, my community in the city, we've been discriminated against significantly for our religious beliefs over the years. And there's no surprise that it finally ended up in arrest. And then this is, this is one of the, the things that more, this needs to get out more. This story needs to get out more on, on this side of things. Uh, I had my, my buddy, he, in protest of my arrest back in uh, October, 2020, he printed up stickers that said, um, welcome to Moscow enforced because we care. Uh, and that was with a hammer and sickle in the middle of the sticker. And the enforced because we care was literally the city tagline for their marketing efforts to get everyone to wear masks enforced because we care. His sons woke up at three in the morning is an 18 year old and a juvenile 14 year old. And they went and tagged those stickers on, on business friendly, um, friendly businesses that they knew and they knew the owners of and stuff like that. But they also, God forbid, they tagged a couple city light poles and the cops came three in the morning, handcuffed one of the kids, um, uh, detained one of the kids and then, um, uh, uh, interviewed and, uh, the juvenile with no dad present and no lawyer present. Five cops, three in the morning. And they're protesting. The reason why they're doing this is because they're protesting my arrest. Welcome to Moscow Enforce because of care. And then the cops called dad. Dad came down three in the morning, got the boys and the boys on the way home, told them everything the cops did. They, they separated us. They interviewed um, the 14-year-old juvenile without a dad or lawyer present. All that stuff came out. Uh, and then like three or four days later, because the city at Moscow City attorney knew they were going to lose to my case. They, they knew. This is in October. They knew they're going to lose my criminal case. And they knew it was going to follow up with a lawsuit. They went after these guys, these two sons, because they were protesting my arrest and they find, and they're trying to find a way to punish us. And so they, three days later, four days later, a cop came up to my buddy's door and, and cited him with 13 misdemeanors. So the city had a couple days to process this. The city attorney made the decision. Oh yeah. We're going to go after the, these boys with the sticker. This is and plain it, and simple. The weaponization of government. That's, that's exactly right. Well, that was Gabriel Wrench, who, as I said, was exonerated. <laughs> the judge said, you know what? The city of Moscow had no business arresting you. It was all illegal. So uh, congratulations to him and the other two that were arrested. By the way, if you want to track what Gabriel does, he is one of the hosts at Cross Politic which is a very Christian podcast you can find on most podcast platforms, including even YouTube. But they are standing up for Christ, and the the uh, it says cross-politics. So it's talking about the need for Christians to be involved in politics. They have a very entertaining show. I strongly recommend you check them out. But a couple of things that uh, he mentioned that I want to bring up, and one of the things early on is he said that the leftists have captured many facets of our society. One of those was big business. And he's absolutely spot on. If you've not heard of 
the ESG movement, the environmental, social, and governance scores that companies will have to get, and they'll have to have ESG programs. And they're talking about a stakeholder, not a stake, uh, not a shareholder, but a stakeholder economy. This is what it's about: the environment, the social programs, and how are the people on your company? How are they governing your company to align with the environment and the social programs? So, in other words, if your company is not being environmentally friendly and doesn't have a low enough, you know, carbon footprint. Or if you're not actively engaged in social programs, social justice type programming, then your ESG score is going to go down and certain stores will not let you do business with them if you are a vendor and you have a low ESG score. This is not conjecture at all. I would refer you to Glenn Beck's book, which came out about a year ago, called The Great Reset. Uh, under the subtitle is Joe Biden and the Rise of 21st Century Fascism. It's a hardcover book. The price has come down now. It's been a year. I think you can pick it up for about 13, 14 bucks. Strongly recommend it. If you don't like to read, get the audio book. It'll knock your socks off as to how much people are encroaching in our society with this globalist, top-down authoritarian mindset. And just what Gabriel was talking about, the leftists have captured big business. Yes, they have. It's downright scary how much influence they have now in how the direction of our society. By the way, I cut off the interview there. And that interview is actually another 10 or 15 minutes long, longer than what you heard. If you'd like to catch the whole interview, in fact, you can watch it because it's actually a video. You can go to my website, keeptherepublic.us. That's keeptherepublic.us. And there, there you can watch the whole interview. By the way, if you listened last month and you heard the snippets from my interview with Dr. Ryan Cole, you can get that video as well if you go to keeptherepublic.us. It's also available at newsforia.com, newsforia.com. And if you go to newsforia.com and you subscribe there, you're going to get a free transcript of that entire interview. That's going to be very valuable for your future because Dr. Cole talks about things you can do to take care of your health. In closing, I also want to say thanks to Mike Hahn, associate broker with Home River Realty, been a licensed realtor since 2005. He is a sponsor of this show. If you're looking to make a residential or commercial investment, give Mike a call, 208-939-9033. That's 208-939-9033. Also want to thank Conservatives Of, a sponsor since the start. Go to conservativesof.com because that organization helps get conservative Christians elected to office and they support conservative, constitutionally-minded bills in our House and Senate. So with that, I want to thank you for listening. Again, this is Dr. Daniel Obinsky. This is Keep the Republic. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you next week. Until then, be blessed. Thank you for tuning in to Keep the Republic, sponsored by Conservatives of Picture Perfect Window Cleaning, Michael Hahn, Associate Broker with Silver Creek Realty Group, and ThinkExodus.org. Also, Please pray for our republic and for godly men and women who will work to keep it.